1: Trying to give this music thing a shot. So, this year, by this summer, I'm manifesting it, I'm putting the energy out there, I'm gonna have my demo tape ready.
2: Hey everybody, it's another Fanboy Friday with me, Shah Jahan Khan. This week's guest is Aisha Jamila Daniels, a visual artist born in Miami. Aisha's work documents the authentic beauty of Africans across the continent and in its diaspora. Aisha was kind enough to reschedule her interview directly from Addis, Ethiopia, where she currently works, after a rainstorm gave her some wonky internet the first time we tried. While I was connected to her by my friends in the Mipsters Collective where Aisha is on staff as a visual artist, our chat focused more on her personal journey, so I'll be catching up with Mipsters in a couple weeks. You can read an excerpt of our interview on Refelion's Fond website for Muslim American Creative Projects at createfON.com. That's C R E A T E F A N N dot com. More with Aisha Jamila Daniels and me after a quick break. Tell me a little bit about like
1: your musical journey, I guess. I started singing when I was four years old. That's what my mom says. I don't really remember doing it that <laughs> But he's like, no, you were I'm holding. A key by four. As she said, by six, you know, you're pretty much mimicking Alicia Keys and then she had decided, yeah. her and my father decided to put me in p- piano lessons. So I started learning the piano, doing it as an after-school program and then summer camp and all that for piano and whatnot, studying like the classical stuff. And then high school is when I kind of switched from that classical stuff and started really studying jazz. I fell in love with jazz. Like, I quote put it because my mom and stuff, and my father listened to like Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, Nina Simone, Nancy Wilson, just to like name a few. But it didn't come back to me, or my interest in it It didn't come until high school when I joined the jazz band. But like, crazy enough, like halfway through high school, I would say, I kind of lost interest in the music and then just went into the visual arts. And I want to say from my junior year of high school all the way up until master's, I was on visual arts like crazy, like photography. I don't know something about it. It like took me and grabbed a hold of me and did not let me go <laughs> until recently. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, my journey with music, you know, it's deep. It it does have a rich foundation. The fact that, you know, my early years I was really into it and even throughout my life though I wasn't focused on that I was putting all my energy into like photography and stuff and graphic design I still would always go back to singing that will always be my safe space my happy place if I'm stressed out and it's so funny like my friends always sing when I'm stressed out i just right away start singing you know I could be washing the dishes and I'm singing in the shower singing um I'm doing work, some graphic design work, and maybe I'm humming something, because it would, it would really be like a stress reliever for me, and so that's why um, a year ago now, I'm like, I need to do something with this, because I realized, like, how much I really love it, and, you know, actually, I do believe I have a very nice voice, so I can't do something with it, and um, especially with my foundation by music training, you know, and, and then me being a jazz singer at, at the heart and then bringing that jazz essence to neo-soul and R&B, you know, and to Afrobeat and to, you know, other genre African music styles or whatnot, I think it's just something that could be dope. So I feel like I have something to fill the world, some gaps that have been missing in the industry that I've noticed. And I feel like I can pretty much fill that void. Yeah, that's my that's my journey with music. What
2: are maybe some lessons that, that you've like learned in your creative life as like a visual artist that you think might work for you in music?
1: I guess the way I process doing music, like I kind of it is so funny. Um, even when I went to my produ- the producer that I'm working with, when I have some ideas that I want to give to him right i kind of present it in a board type of way he's like oh my god you're such a visual artist why are you giving me this whole design thinking research thing for an instrument but he's like it works it makes it it makes it easy for me to craft the ideas as the producer the fact that you're kind of doing this kind of mood boarding so that and also because i'm visual i understand the image i want to go for i know how i want to look i know how, how i want to do it i even have my demo tape mood boarded out, like what I want to look like, how I want to dress, how I want to make it to be, what I want to come across, every single detail to the T. And I can thank that for design school, doing my master's in design, because, you know, you think about the, how people are going to feel about that, the colors that I'm using, what emotion am I trying to convey? And even a song, you know, the title I'm giving it, um, how is that going to further nurture this image or this vibe I'm trying to set? And even the soundscapes within and the music, like how these certain sounds, these certain things, how is it going to affect the listener? Like what are they going to see visually when they close their eyes, you know? So I'm thinking about all these things, like how I'm really trying to set this vibe um, and from a, definitely a visual standpoint. <laughs>
2: Tell me just a little bit more about like the moment that you... There may be series of moments where you were like, you know what, i got to give this music thing a shot.
1: So basically, I was working with the United Nations Dotsamilament <sighs> Program at the time. And I was on my way to quit. <laughs> because I was just felt stressed out. I didn't feel like I really had a space to be creative. And I just realized my singing was such a safe space for me. Like, any chance I got outside of work to go do an open mic or go do a jam session with the, you know, the well-known jazz musicians here in Addis. Um Like, any chance I got, you know, I was doing that, you know. And working with those, doing those jam sessions, those uh, musicians were all like, hey, why aren't you having anything out? Are you, are you not, not trying, trying to, to, like, sing professionally? Like you really should, you know, think about it. And so I kinda of just had this shift. I actually went and quit my job. I resigned. I didn't want to do it anymore. It was just mentally draining me. And music was that uplift that 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 thing that uplifted me. And I was going to therapy at the time as well. And my therapist was saying, If that is your safe space you need to nurture that and you can share it with the world as well. And you can be, your voice can be a, a, a healing force for others. And I'm like, yo, that's, that's mad. That's mad real. Like, I, I, I you know, I really like that. And so, yeah, that, that's pretty much where I decided to do it. And I had arranged, I pretty much like went, well, went full force. Like I was finding little jazz musicians who can work with me and pretty much my debut, uh, was on TV. I had set up a whole mini concert for myself, um, in collaboration with a friend friend of mine from DC, the Ethiopian diaspora, and they own like this kind of lounge slash restaurant. And uh, they host concerts there for well known artists. It's called Shifta. I had my first concert there, and when I tell you that concert went like viral, oh my god, it was shown on TV. people were telling me your concert is shown on TV every day at least five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear one. They're saying you're the only jazz singer in Ethiopia. Yeah, right now. So like and that what kind of made me more excited all the while I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I really gotta do this. This is this was something serious. So everywhere I perform, even you know, since I got back from the States, I performed for the first time on a Sunday night, and honestly, it was just a quick little one song, like we that song "Waiting in Vain" by Bob Marley, but in a very incredibly jazzy way. And everybody ate it up. And what I tell you, just in a matter of 24 hours, my following skyrocketed. And people are asking me, "When's the next show? Are you releasing indie albums? Are Are you on Spotify? Can I see your Spotify?" That. And that. I'm like, hold up, it's coming. I'm telling everybody in the state. The The demo's coming. (laughs) And then someone else told me, uh, this uh, elder lady who I was going to work with, um, or still going to work with, excuse me, she was the former manager Rita Marley before she retired. She's the one who got her the Grammy nomination. And so she was looking for an artist to to manage. And even she was saying, like, you have something about your voice that is so hypnotizing. It's like, a, it's like you did take me to a shrine and now I'm under a spiritual spell. I got the, I caught the spirit and I can't, it can't get out of me. And hearing that from other people as well is so sort of variation. you know, so, some sort of way. And it's supposed to the themes that I'm going to be talking about in my music when it comes to feminism, you know, women who have been hurt, raped in these marriages they don't want to be in. Um when it comes to being pan African, being a black conscious, being, you know, the slave the transclant slave trade and what it means for me as a daughter of diaspora, the, the weight that is on my shoulder. I'm not necessarily the weight, but I have to represent my ancestors. I have to make my ancestors proud, you know? And so it's like talking about those things, what's going on in America with race and Then also just me being this black woman who's trying to find herself through the pain, through the cries, through the smiles, through everything, you know, in such a very intimate way that, you know, anyone can really feel it, understand and get get, get caught and lost in it. And so, yeah, I think this is definitely something that is for me. I don't know. I think God put me on this path for a reason. So I'm just trying to embrace
2: it. Fanboy Friday is a production of Rafaleon Media. It's hosted by me, Shahjan Khan, and produced and edited by Ari Mathay. Our theme music was composed by me with help from Nick Sampiello at New Alliance Mastering and features my good friend and longtime musical co-conspirator Tanya Pullett on vocals. Please follow our guest Aisha Jamila Daniels on Instagram at Aisha Jamila, that's A-I-S-H-A-J-E-M-I-L-A, and find more of her and lots of other cool stuff by American Muslim creatives at createfond.com. That's C-R-E-A-T-E-F-A-N-N.com. Thanks so much.